Hey guys, it's Alyssa and Casey. Welcome to the Girl What Pod. We are best friends, busy moms, active teachers. So join us as we decompress from our lives by diving into the drama of other people's lives. It's, it's the, the Girl, Girl What, what Podcast. Podcast. Not really in it. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Girl What Podcast. Hey, hey. How was your weekend? What did I do? Feels like it was fast and furious. Uh, like tomorrow's already Monday. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I don't. I'm not mean this in like a mean way, but like, I don't appreciate weekends as much yet because I'm still like in school mode. Because yeah. I'm doing summer school. You're still working. But uh, no, it was good. It was kind of relaxed. We went and did like all the splash pad stuff this weekend. Yeah. We did all the fun summer stuff. Yeah, but like a tease of summer. Yeah, I just don't feel like summer yet. Like I said, I keep telling myself, like, I'm going to go to Splash Kingdom when I get off, yeah. hang out with Melissa and the boys, but then I get home and I'm like, oh. <laughs> That's okay. We won't be here much this week anyway. So uh, Yeah, where are y'all going? We're going to Oklahoma tomorrow for football camp. Oh, yes. That's right. I'm yes. so upset. Tristana was telling me about that, and I'm very sad that I can't attend because I, I was going to let put Aiden all OU cheerleader outfit and just let her run around. Yeah. But yeah, we packed all our OU outfits. We're ready to we're ready to go. That's what's up. Duty calls, you know. Yeah. Hmm. Well, um, having finished the oh yes, Natalia Grace. Okay, so to me, the last two episodes of the ID docu series were not that. Because I watched the last shattering. Yeah, I feel like I pretty much got the gist of it from what you had already kind of told me right so did you go back and watch the first few episodes i didn't yeah. but because it's like I, I i did read about it yeah. but i feel like from what you said and like some of the stuff i'd heard prior i was like yeah you know like there's still not a definite answer and i don't think we'll ever get think, one that's that's that was that quote that i started with like i don't think we'll ever know exactly what happened in that house no um but i mean the the last two episodes really just talked about how he was dismissed from his trial and then after they recorded that, she was dismissed. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it's, I mean, it's over. It's, kind of, you know, that's because it. Because, again, the judge can't overrule the, um, what the previous judge said about yeah. the age. They won't. 22, right? Yep. So, it's yep. like you can't, that, that to me was sneaky as all get out. It, it seemed very intentional. You know, oh, she's 22 and yeah. technically. 21's the cutoff. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Very intriguing. This is just me, and I'm not involved in the legal system, and I don't ever want to be. As a judge, I feel like, and maybe he did, and maybe that's why he made that, he, she made that call. You'd have to have some pretty compelling evidence, because that one ruling changed that little, little girl person's life. For, yeah forever you know by that one or two year and that's what she says she's like i'm biologically 19 legally 34 or whatever that's it that's a big <laughs> 19 of 34 and they just skipped her whole 20s oh she's god <laughs> those are those are prime years formative years <laughs> yeah, i don't know you want to hear something interesting i learned today yes. i know you're going to dive into your case today for yes summer scandal series part two um but i learned that the majority of serial killers were born in november like 17 of the most prominent serial killers of all time including ted bundy charles manson um kristen i forget what her name is i'll look it up in a second uh, the nurse killer you know i know you're born in november i know <laughs> i know you're looking at me i'm like why didn't stop it i'm normal i'm fine i teach second grade i didn't say everyone born in november is a serial killer but 
the majority of prominent serial killers. wanted to make that known for the people. Like, hey. They were like, don't mess with the Scorpio. I'm just saying. Sometimes Logan and I will be talking. It's like, and I joke around all the time. Like, we're those two kids that you can't put together in class because mm-hmm. we'll joke around and we mm-hmm. have so many personality similarities mm-hmm. we even joke around like we're scorpios shout out drama and scorpios it's just our <laughs> just those big t's it's just we're just bonding <laughs> i thought that was really interesting i also mm-hmm. learned that like 75 percent of shopping carts and stores are covered in feces so like the handles <laughs> so those are the two things i learned today what 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 <laughs> What <laughs> it was like a random tiktok it was like facts facts you didn't know mind-blowing facts and they blew my mind so okay time mission out. accomplished time, no no stop so i'll never say it <laughs> we're all these on one page like just random like here's a firing squad of random things circulars feces <laughs> yes really yes. in the same yeah, video it was really in the same video wow yeah. i need to see this anything else in the video there was something else but they lost me after that it was like then i had to go research like what serial killers were born in november and it was like ted but yeah and then, <laughs> I was like, you oh, heard, it's legit. You heard serial killers and feces and tuned out. Yep, I was like, oh, that's <laughs> enough for me. I've learned what I needed to today. That's all it. That's it. That's fine. I'm good. I'm good. Well, speaking of TikTok, this is where I found this this lady, okay. this case. And also, this I don't know why. In my mind, when the little AI people are, like, talking about the, you know, pretending to be somebody, yeah. I just assumed that, like, the AI person is physical characteristics of the actual person it's not always true no i don't know why that disappointed me i still haven't seen one of these talking i mean you showed me the one to you i'll send you the lydia fairchild one that's the girl that we're talking about today lydia fairchild she sounds very proper i know lydia fairchild you know like a like a royal like she'd read you a bedtime story yeah well she seems like a nice lady that really got screwed over oh boy anyway like i said earlier Every time I try to, like, wrap this story up, something else would pop up. I'm like, <laughs> trying to, like, type it all down. So I'm going to get through this in a good chronological order as best as I can. Okay. So we'll talk about Lydia, and then we're going to skip and talk about a lady named Karen. Oh, I'm going to talk boy. about a baby, and I'm going to go back to Lydia. Oh. Okay. I'm buckled in. There's a lot of stuff. Let's go. So, who is Lydia Fairchild? Well, at 21 years old, she had her first child, and they named it after uh, the father, Jamie Townsend. And then a year later, she had her second child. And they said the name on the documentary, and it was a different name. I didn't quite catch it. And a lot of the articles I read left the kids' names out. And a lot of times they'll do that because they're minors. Mm -hmm. So I didn't quite catch all the names. But just kind of diving in, um, at 26 years old, Lydia and her, I don't think they were married because they decided to separate. So Lydia and her partner, Jamie Townsend, decided that they were going to separate. They no longer want to continue the marriage. Okay. Well, um, I tried to look into her, her background. Like, did she have an education? Just kind of some background information from her. In the documentary, The Twin Inside Me, so that'll be a little bit of a, okay. a teaser of what we're going for. There are lots of pictures of her holding her two kiddos with a graduation cap and gown on. And her being 21, I'm like, okay, perhaps some sort of college background. Okay. But regardless, um, because of the couple's, like, rocky relationship, they did separate, and due to her financial, you know, circumstances, she decided to get some government assistance, Mm -hmm. right, as, you know, 
as, as people do. Um, and around that time, they decided to split, and she was seeking government assist assistance. Um, the main reason for that was because they were actually pregnant. She was having a baby, the third child. Okay. Okay. So. Fairchild's having the third child. Fairchild is having a third child. Okay. Got okay. It. So, um, December 2002 is when she decided to go ahead and seek assistance from Washington State. Now, I've never applied for any sort of government assistance before. I don't know the state of Texas protocols mm -hmm. for any of, you know, single moms, you know, whatever. But in the state of Washington, Lydia and Jamie had to test, take some sort of DNA test to prove that they were the parents, like the, the real biological parents right. of the children. Makes sense. You can't um, claim, you can't right. get money for kids in or not yours. Right. You would think, though, like, DNA test, to me, that seems like a lot like maybe you just have to present the birth certificate like right. hey we are who we say you know like just is there do you have a paper trail can you prove it right but they had to have a dna test again i i don't know why that was kind of weird yeah maybe not i don't know i'm not hmm. judging so you know they went in they did all that stuff and a lit, like initially lydia was like okay like this is just part of the process no big deal well when they called her okay um they were like, hey, we need you to come into the office. And Lydia was like, okay, like, you can't just kind of tell me over the phone, like, what's going on? And they're like, no, you need to come into our office. And say, so, okay. So at this point, Lydia's like, okay, like, oh. That's weird. Red flag. You know, yeah. If, if somebody t called me, I, hey, you got to come in. Because I'm even thinking, like, okay, doctor's appointments. Hey, you got to come in. Yeah. You know, I'm like, okay, something's wrong Can you just here. give me a hint? You know, because, like, typically, like, you know, like, they check can you tell me information over the phone? Can you text right. an email? Whatever. They're right. Like, no, you need to get in here. Okay. So she gets to the office. She walks in thinking this is going to be a routine. And she goes into a room. And the mood is like immediately changed. So they sit her down and they told her, okay, so going over your DNA test results, Jamie is like 99% the father of your kiddos. Right. However, there's no way you can be their mom. But it came out of my body. That's what I'm saying. Like, can you imagine, like, if, if someone looked at you and they're like, Noah and Jackson are not your kids. <laughs> I'd be standing up and I'm like, you want to bet? Like, I'd be showing off my C-section scar. I'm telling you, that baby came out and laid in my chest. Do like... you want to see my stretch marks? <laughs> yeah. like, what is that? What was that TikTok? Uh, what did your kids give you my mother's day? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, but stretch okay. marks on our. So, okay. I mean, you, Bonnie, Bonnie, you can, can. I'm just. I have questions, but I'm assuming they'll be answered. Maybe. Okay. We'll see. I'm. I'm gonna do. My I'm best. like switched at birth. Like both of them. Though. So both. They're saying both kids. It's impossible. They said there's no way that you could be their mother, but. She's also still got one growing inside her. She's got one growing inside her, but check this out. Because at first I thought that too. I'm like, okay, we're on my Lando, where they switched Switch at birth. birth. But the dad, they're like, oh, the dad is definitely the dad, but you are not the mother. So if the kids were switched at birth, then the dad wouldn't even show up either. You know what I mean? He tampered with the he's he tampered with it or something. I mean, the, but the baby came out of my body. Like you, I'd be like, you take my kids and run. It's just one of those things where you're like, you cannot sit here and tell me. Yeah. Like. And looking at the pictures, I mean, there were some resemblances. I think they looked like the dad more, but I mean, like, there were some resemblances of, of the kids looking like the mom. 
I'm baffled. Continue. But the government's like, no, <laughs> you are not the mother. I'm taking my kids and running. <laughs> well, okay. okay. Continue. All right. So, so she's like, at first she was like, well, you know, of course your reaction is like, well, what on earth are you talking about? <laughs> but she's like, they were staring her down and they're like, are you actually Lydia Fairchild? Like they were, they were now asking like, are you who you say you are? And she was like, you know, who are you really? Where did you get these kids from? And they even asked her, did you have, did your sister have these kids? And now you're trying to claim them. What? Yeah. So they were asking her all of these crazy questions. The DNA results were extremely, obviously, uh, not normal. So if I understood this correctly in the documentary, when you're going over DNA results, obviously, like, you're going to have, you know, mom's DNA, dad's DNA. Right. There's going to be, like, a percentage, right? right? You know, there's, like, a percentage it falls into where it shows, like, you know, if you're at least 50 or up, you know, like, you're you're the mom or right. you're the yeah. president. You're the, you're the parent, Okay. She was zero. So really, it was like a billion to one that these kids were hers. Did they get the wrong DNA when they were testing it? Like, did the DNA get swapped? So, although Lydia had fallen pregnant to like two of those babies, the, the DNA did not show a match for any of those kids. Okay. Okay. So not only was Lydia denied assistance for her kids, but now she was subject to criminal investigation charges. Okay, so she's going in for government assistance. She's got these kids. She's a single mom. She's about to have a third. Not only is she not getting that government assistance, but now she's being pursued for fraud. For so the babies she, that she pushed out. Yeah, so she's like, well, dang. <laughs> this did not go according to plan, okay? Um, so she called um, her parents. She was in panic. And, of course, like, her thoughts were, okay, like, I'm in danger of losing my kids because yeah. they don't believe these kids are mine now. Yeah. Can you not, like, is the dad not, I know they're separated, but is he not there mm -hmm. saying, no, this is who I am pregnant? So, like, so they did, they did interview the dad because uh -huh. he was on the documentary as well. Um, Lydia and Jamie actually went in for three different interrogations. Mm -hmm. And at one point they were like, well, we're going to put you, we're going to put you through a lot of texture tests. And she was like, Bop, let's bring do it. it on. Let's like, what? what's up, my dude? Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. And so she was very adamant. And even Jamie was like, I was there when they were born. Like, of course, these are these are our kids. I was there when they were made. But these are our kids. Like, so he was very adamant as well. Like, even though they're not together, I mean, yeah, you know, still want what's best for mom and the babies. Yeah. Again, prosecutors are like, there's there's just no way. Like, science doesn't lie. Is basically what they're saying. So mom is on the uh, documentary as well. She's calling mom crying and she was like, you know, they don't believe I'm the mom. And the mom was like, you know, I thought, I thought Lydia was joking until she started I mean, crying. Yeah. And she said, this got to be a mistake. Her mom was even like, I was there when the kids were born. Like I saw them come out. She's like, I held them. You know, Lydia was like, well, I held them in my arms. Like they took them out of me. Like I held them. A mom knows. Like, come on. A mom knows, but nobody is believing her. That's the craziest thing. How old are the kids at this point? So, um, in the documentary, they were very young. So, so she was 21 when she had her first. Okay. And all this stuff went down when she was 26. Yeah, so, I mean, they're both under five. Mm -hmm. so, they're, so, they're very young. So, uh, as time goes on, again, nobody's believing her. She has a criminal court case now being 
brought up against her. Um, Jamie, the partner, was even saying that they were accusing them of this huge, like, fraud scandal. Like, Jamie had kids with somebody else, and now Olivia's claiming them. And again, they were asking, like, well, did you have relations with the sister, and now you're you're trying to claim them as your own? Nobody's believing them. Again, and to play devil's advocate a little bit, if I was the run one running these test results, right? Surely they ran them again. They ran them three different times. Nothing. No matches. Out of six different tests, zero matches. Zero I mean, you matches. think about it. Two kids, three times. Six tests, zero matches. Zero matches. I am shooketh. So this leads me to bring in Karen Keegan. Karen Keegan is a 52-year-old Boston teacher, and she's got about 30 years of experience as a special needs teacher. Okay. Um, in the documentary, it goes on to talk about her as very well-known in the community, very in very high regard. And so um, it was just kind of crazy to watch both of these women being interviewed because the the emotional presence between both of them like Lydia was very hopped up like she was very emotional throughout her interviews in the documentary mm -hmm. and Carol was very calm I mean it kind of here's why Carol or Karen Karen okay. thank you thank you so Karen was in need of a, tr a kidney transplant and so she was kind of hoping that one of her three sons would be the match However, you know, before you get transplants and things, you have to go through DNA testing and thing like who is the best match, mm -hmm. right? Well, um, out of all of them, I should say two of them. And the, the article I read, it said three men, but it was like the two sons and the husband. Okay. Um, two of the sons, because they can only account for two, the DNA came back as these are not your kids. At the same, this is it happening at like the same time. So that is where I was kind of looking. This actually happened before because you'll find out later. Okay. So this happens before it happens to Lydia. Yes. Okay. So Karen uh, had the same thing happen to her. And so because there were no matches, you know, there were the same like flurry of questions like, what do you mean I'm not a biological match? Like these are my kids. Mm -hmm. um, and so. That was something that she was trying to deal with, but it kind of got pushed to, like, it wasn't the forefront of her thoughts and things because she's fighting for her life for her right. kidney transplant. Yeah. So, luckily, the husband was a suitable match. Unfortunately, it was only, like, a partial successful surgery because a year later, she was referenced to a new specialist. So, the specialist that was um, uh, studying, like, transfusion and medicine thought that it was a little odd that, okay why couldn't we use your sons? Like, why are they not showing up as biologically yours? And it's a quote, like, you know, a child from any mom and dad should inherit genes from both mom and dad. At least some. Right. But in Keegan's case, it appeared that her two boys hadn't inherited any of her DNA. And so again, going back, so because she was such a well-known person in the community, everybody was kind of looking at her like, well, there's no real big reason for her to lie. We just don't see that in her character. Right. Um, her sons were adults at this point too, right? Right. right. So there's not going to be any criminal case because her kids are adults. Exactly. So it's like, you know, there was, again, there was definitely a different dynamic between the two cases, you know? So she, um, Lydia was obviously like needing help. And then it completely backfired, whereas Karen, you know, she also needed help, but then her plans didn't go 
according to plan because she needed medical help. And so she wasn't exactly fighting any like criminal charges right right? so she while Lydia was like you know living in a state of like paranoia Karen was like okay well I know this is not right so we have to find out some scientific reason as to why your tests are telling me that these boys are not mine yeah because they are they are okay so um again so she had three sons two of them were tested Mm -hmm. okay so finally the third time was the third son was tested for the first time and he was a match. Okay. So the first question was like, okay, did Karen have some sort of like in vitro? Uh, what is it? In vitro is like where they fertilize an egg and then they put it in the mom, right? I forgot to kind of in look vitro, into that. In vitro, I think that's that's where you're taking the mom and the dad and you're you're mixing them together to make mm-hmm. sure it gets fertilized and then you insert okay, it. Okay, so they were thinking, okay, so maybe something through the in vitro process is why the first two sons didn't match. But then again, they were like, well, why hadn't Karen been so like forthcoming about that? They're, we're making this whole like ordeal about this. Right. So like, You would why, think that's something she would mention. Right, but she insisted that... No, but that's not it. So after a number of tests, it was discovered that Karen had a rare condition called chimerism. 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 Okay. Okay. Tell me about it. That is a condition that has only been recorded less than 40 times worldwide at the time of this article. Okay. Okay. And these women live in the same area or no? So, um... Karen is from Boston, and then Lydia is from Washington. So no, so not the same area. Okay. No, and again, all this stuff happened. Karen's case was like investigated and found out prior to Lydia's because the Lydia's lawyer references this case later okay. on. Okay. 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 So now that we are talking about chimerism, what is it? Okay. So they right. refer to chimerism. Um, somebody that has chimerism, they call them a chimera. Okay. A chimera. A chimera. It sounds full. Like, what's that word? Exotic. Yeah. Sounds very you know, exotic. it's like, I was, I'm, this sounds, this might sound me, because I'm not like, I'm not playing this down, but chimera, <laughs> it almost sounds like a Mortal Kombat person, like, chimera, you oh, know, like, a, that, anytime you know I hear I mean? Mortal Kombat now, I think of Chris Looper, you know, he named me Kum Lao. Kum Lao? I know why Chris doesn't listen to this, but Tristan will, no. Why is it, why are you Kum Lao? We went to a concert where I wore a black hat. That's the China, that's the that's the ninja okay, guy. Okay, you know. He he gets he, his hat, he goes, and it's like a blade, like it it can get you. Apparently. The blade hat. Because every time he sees me, that's my name in his phone. Kum Lao. Kum Lao. <laughs> I want a fun name. A Mortal Kombat name. I I was like, okay. But anyway, yes, it does. It sounds exotic. Like I'm a chimera. Almost like a sign. Rar. Like I'm a Scorpio. Well, I'm a chimera. Yes. Like you it know? sounds yeah, like a, a very prestigious title. Yeah. Well, it sucks. <laughs> Apparently, it is well, not the thing to have. I mean, no, it's really not. Okay, so. Okay, so less than 40 worldwide. That's yes. Pretty, okay. That's crazy. So let me get to the part where it talks a little bit about chimerism. So let's just talk about this little baby that was found in Texas. Okay. Okay, so a third separate case. Now we're talking about, We've gone yes. from Washington, Boston, this is I Texas. I know, I told you. No, 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 I'm just, I'm mapping it out in my head. I told you. I'm like literally all over the place. <laughs> but I really want to like dive into like what this really is because okay. I thought it was interesting. Okay. So in Texas, there was a baby and let me find it. 
because I started messing up my notes. Okay, in Texas, there was a baby and a doctor named Linda Blake was asked to come in and kind of look at this child because there was obviously a medical anomaly about it. So Linda Baker comes in and it was this newborn baby. Again, no name, no information. This is child is a minor. Okay. Um, but so upon appearance, this baby looked perfectly normal, right? Okay. Look at the baby in the clothes. You're like, oh, what an, what an adorable baby. Okay. Right. So they unclothed the baby. And what they were able to see is that if you were to look from the belly button down, um, let's see, it said the left side was white and the right side was like the darker a darker pigmentation this is an african-american child okay so it's like if you look at this baby like from like for the belly button down two different com like skin tones belly button up is african-american mm -hmm. so okay. looking at like just looking at the baby because a common characteristic for chimeras is skin pigmentation is off okay <laughs> you know i've got pigmentation issues <laughs> okay anyway um Okay. <laughs> okay. Maybe I am a chimera. I'm a swabby cheek girl. <laughs> well, that won't even work. And I'll tell you why later. Oh my gosh. Okay. 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 So listen, <laughs> I'm very curious about, you know, okay. <laughs> I was just talking about this today at football about my vitiligo. It's my pigmentation. I issue. don't think that you, okay. A hundred percent. We can, anyway, keep okay. going. Talk about the baby. I'm like, do it. I need to do more. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, this little baby, Linda Baker, uh, is a, again, a doctor in Texas, looking at this little kiddo. Again, looking at it down, the right side, I'm like, I want to get this right. So it's the left side, excuse me, left side is white, right side is darker. Okay. The natural pigmentation of an African-American child. Okay. And. Um, so he's got a white leg. Again, belly okay. button down. Well, it says belly button down to the sex organs. Okay, so not the leg. No. Just a just section. Like, yes. Yes. Just a random white this section. This is what the lady said. I'm, I'm just making sure I'm getting it right. Okay, so hear this. Okay. Now, looking inward at the organs, the left side had a partial uterus, fallopian tube, and ovary. On the right side had male internal ducts and a scrotum. Okay. So this child was indeed in a hermaphrodite. Okay. And it had different skin pigmentations okay and doing different blood tests they were able to and this is one of those things where it's like outwardly like obviously something's up so yeah. we need to do the extensive testing to figure it out outwards boy inwards all mixed up it just said that upon looking he was a hermaphrodite so Oops, however so. that okay. looked they were like okay, okay we're gonna do internal scans as okay. well okay so they came to the conclusion that two identical like so when you're having twins like the two eggs were fertilized and then fused together in the womb now when these two eggs were fused together one egg was a male and the other was a female when they fused together they made this one child and neither one fell off so right. it's just like okay. and so because male female fused together that you know it came yeah came out with both and then also you have to look at the dna side it carries two identical two different dna identities that were also fused together okay Okay, making them a not necessarily just a hermaphrodite. I think that's a sign of it, but they're mm -hmm. now they're a chimera. Okay. Okay. And so moving back to Karen, because that was a, a case that kind of helped with Karen's. 
okay. a medical identification, they decided to go forth and DNA test her other family members. Okay, so when they were testing uh, her mom, her brother, other people from her family, they noticed that other people from her family had um, med uh, DNA matches with her kids. So while her kids didn't match her, they matched like the her side of the family. Yes. Cha-ching. Okay. Okay. So because of that match, they knew that like, okay, a cheek swab, blood, those aren't working. So then they took DNA samples from her organs. That sounds painful, but okay. Yes. So because they already had, like, DNA samples because of her medical issues, mm -hmm. they were able to test, like, bladder and thyroid samples. Okay. And because they had that, they were actually able to find DNA matches for her kiddos through her thyroid. Okay. So after all of that, and that was, like, years in the making, they were able to identify Karen as a chimera, and that is why she no, she didn't exactly match two of her kids so she she is one of those where she was fused together with her twin in the yes. womb yes so that's why she didn't match her kids because it was like she has two sets of dna, DNA right in, in short she has two sets of dna yes crazy right and I, i'm assuming both of them were female i was gonna say is she, was she also hermaphrodite at birth? Did they ask Well, no, because, and again, like, a lot of times the chimeras, and I even saw one picture, it looked like a checkerboard. I'm not even kidding. The skin pigmentation literally looked like a checkerboard on this person's chest. Checkerboard. 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 Oh, this is, we're going to get into tubberware. Checkerboard. I just want all you Girl What listeners to know that Casey says. Stop. Tubberware. Okay. <laughs> Let me just take a Did I say, real quick. did I say it wrong? A checkerboard. You said checkerboard. You said it twice. Checkerboard. I was being funny. Checkerboard. <laughs> it just made me think of tubbleware. It's a checkerboard <laughs> and it's a tubbleware. Okay, first of all, let's just pause for a second. Tubbleware makes complete sense. I'm going to find that video. Post it. I don't care. <laughs> because that man had a very good point. It's literally a tub mm -hmm. that you put food in to save it for later. I understand. It's a... But the it's called a tupperware. But, but again, the, the brand is Tupper. Uh huh. I would like to know where they got that name. Is it a family like the Tupper family created this? I don't know. I'm gonna have to do a deep dive on Tupperware. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Cause like, where do you? I love it. He's like, say it again. No, babe. Tub. Yeah. Wrong. Say <laughs> so, the so, so first syllable. Tub. <laughs> Wrong. That's one of my favorite videos of all time, especially because uh, we related to it. Yeah. Well, um, I love Impractical Jokers. I'm obsessed. And Sal is my favorite. Somebody that I know on Facebook just went and saw them live in Dallas. Didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't know you could go see them live. Oh I didn't know gosh. they toured. You didn't know that? No. Oh my gosh, yes. I'm a little bit sad that Joe's not with them anymore, but... He's not? No. Why? He got he, married. He quit. He was like, hey, I'm out. They did it for a long time. They did. Their whole life was jokes. I would love for my whole life to be jokes. <laughs> Can you imagine us? I wouldn't do it. I couldn't do half that stuff. You couldn't do half of it? No, I couldn't do it. For yeah. the right price, I definitely could. I guess so. The right price. But, I mean, the right price would have to be high. I can't even talk to people in my everyday life. Just take a... Just, just come on. <laughs> I mean, I guess if they're paying me, yeah, sure. Oh, for the right price. Okay, but, two but, of us and pick two other people to be in Female and Practical Jokers. Honestly, I pick my sister, Kara. Okay. Because she doesn't care. She'll just do it. Kara doesn't care. Ka Caitlin would be on the fence, but I, I honestly think, and this is a, maybe like a family thing, I think my siblings are the funniest people on earth. I think my brother would be hilarious. My brother reminds me of Sal. 
Yeah. I do love Sal. I love Sal. Who would you pick? I would pick, so if it's two of us, I get to pick one. Kara, who would you pick? I don't know. I mean, maybe Josh. Josh is pretty funny. Josh would be, Josh can just get, Josh he, would be like a ste- like a, a wall. Like he would do it. And he could be, do it. He could 100% oh, do it. Oh, yeah. He would do it, and he would not crack. He'd probably win a lot. Yeah, he probably would win a lot. I think you and I would probably suck the most at it. But we'd be the funniest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Behind the scenes, we'd be like, <laughs> Like Mer, what are the Mer laughs too much? Too much. He's hilarious though. I'm trying to think of the, all their names. There's Sal, Mer, Joe. What's the other one I'm missing? Q. Q. Quinn, I think is his name, but they call yeah. him Q. I think he's my least favorite. Sorry, Q. You're cute, Q, but got the shaggy hair. Yeah, I mean he's there's there's everybody has the least favorite. It's nothing personal. I'm probably somebody's least favorite. I'm trying to backtrack. How did we get on Impractical Jokers? Oh, oh the tub aware. The sow from the tub aware. I don't even know how we got on Wrong. Te- checkerboard. 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 Okay. Boy. You've seen a person who was a checkerboard. A che- literally, a, literally, their pigmentation on their test was like, I'll show you a picture in a little bit. Yeah. Okay. They look like a checkerboard. I'll, I'll show it to you. <laughs> <laughs> Where am I even at on these notes? Okay. So the last thing you said was they were able to get her organs, say that her kids were hers through her thyroid yes okay Okay. so got all that figured out okay so what about sweet lydia let me tell you miss fairchild (laughs) miss fairchild okay so this is where i thought was a little a dirty they did her a little dirty on this because so she went to court and in the documentary it said she showed up by herself like she didn't have any representation so supposedly she had a hard time finding a lawyer to represent her you should, you should be issued. Okay. I called my friend Courtney about this. Okay. I was like, I have a legal question. And I said, can you, can you do it? Mm-hmm. And she said, in short, yes. Can you represent yourself? You can in criminal. Like she gave, she gave me these uh, instances. She gave me the, this long rambling of law things that I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. I said, but she's like, in short, yes, you can. Okay. And it, but do you want to? Well, her thing was, is that she had called lawyers and she explained to them, and a lot of them are very hesitant about taking the case because there is DNA evidence mm-hmm. that says you're not the mom. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how, okay, so she goes to court. She's there by herself. Right. And so she's pregnant, and she's like, well, I'm due, like, Monday. Like, I'm due any day now. Yeah. You know, what about this child? Yeah. And so. How are you going to tell me? Yeah. Yeah. You want to put a camera crew up in here and watch it come out? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to tell me this baby inside my body is not mine. Well. I just get real heated. When Lydia gave birth, there was, like, a court-appointed lab tech in there present in the delivery room. Watching. That immediately took DNA samples from mom and baby. Okay. Zero percent match. Yeah. Okay, that's good for her, though. You want, at this point, you want to not match your kids. I thought so, too. I thought so, too. Oh, no. But... They were like, what's going on? Like, what do you mean? What's, I'd be like, what do you mean? What's going on? You yeah, tell no, me. I thought so too. But in the documentary, it's again, it said after birth, it came back. There was no possible, possible way that baby was mine. So they're like, what's you, going on? Because again, they're like, are you a surrogate? They accuse her of being surrogate. They accuse her of like other in vitro stuff. Like they were like, what, what's going on here? They thought that, that she was a part of this huge fraud ring again. You, okay. Cause they didn't know about chimerism yet. They didn't well, know. Well, they should have. <laughs> that would be to me, 
That would be one of the scariest things in the world. It was. For them to tell you that your kids are not yours. That you know that you know you birthed them. But how crazy does it make you feel for them to be like, they're not yours, it's no way. I'm saying. That's the scariest thing as a parent ever. It was really heart-wrenching to watch the documentary. Because again, like you see Karen. And I'm not, no offense, Karen. I love you, Karen. She was like sitting in her living room with her tea and she's sipping it with her family. And mm-hmm. they're like, what's up? You know, we got this kind of going on, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and not not downplaying it, but like yeah. even in the documentary, Karen was, there was just a different, like the narrator was like, she was bound and determined to figure out what was going on because she had the resources, she had the support. Well, and they weren't coming at her criminally. No. There's a whole different sense of urgency or like panic. Mm-hmm. Um when they're coming at you, I mean, they could take your kids away. Right. Now, no. they have it up until this point, have they? No. And Jamie was interviewed, and they asked him, they're like, were, were y'all fearful of them taking the kids? And he was like, at one point, I knew they were going to take them. They didn't believe it. They, they didn't believe us. They didn't believe a single word that we said. Right. And then her, I'm assuming her sister, this is her sister being interviewed, Lydia's sister, and she said that uh, Lydia lived in, like, a state of paranoia because this went on for, like, 16 months to two years this court case wow and i'm sitting here thinking like wow again like think of the amount of stress that comes on the body like emotionally and physically she's already dealing with a divorce or what you know a Mm -hmm. separation Mm -hmm. that in of itself very stressful some of you've never been through a traumatic divorce and it shows Mm. uh she's giving birth a newborn Mm -hmm. as a single mom Mm -hmm. while dealing with the people telling her that none of her three kids are hers Talk about I'm surprised that she didn't get like very sick. Oh well, it said that her her whole demeanor changed. Her sister yeah. like she lived in a complete state of paranoia. Lydia said that when she dropped her kids off at daycare every day, she would after work or whatever she would speed to the daycare because she was like wondering if my kids are even going to be there, like if somebody took them. Right. And then her sister went on to say that like if there was a knock at the door or an unusual car, like slowly passing in front of the house, mm-hmm. like she would freak out and be like, don't open the door. Don't answer any phone calls. Like she was so upset. I would be too. That's completely understandable. Right. What you would think that they would go kind of like how Karen's case. Now, again, it's not the same because it was just like a, what's going on, not a, you're a fraud, mm-hmm. but like you would think that they would start to test her side of the family. Well, let me backtrack just for a second. So they interviewed Lydia's dad, And Lydia's dad said that, you know, of course, he got the news like, hey, like, it's very possible that the grandkids are going to get taken away. This is what's going on. Lydia's dad was also in prison for fraud at one point. Not helping dad. No. And so because. Not right then, but he had been in prison before. He had. He wasn't. He would have been in prison. Um, I don't remember all the details of it. Because, again, like the documentary was about Lydia. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, I had kind of felt like because I had read had this reputation and I had been in prison for fraud that Lydia was being persecuted for. Unfairly. His past mistakes. Right. And so, again, looking at family dynamics, here you go. You kind of have Lydia. I mean, if you're the people. And then you have Karen. Right. It's very different circumstances. Very different different family dynamic. And so, again, the cases were treated quite differently. differently. Which is sad because. In a way, I kind of see it. Because, again. If you don't know the person. Yeah. If you don't know what we know. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Because again, you're just looking Karen at was held in like high regard. Like even like the doctors were like, you know, she was very well known in the community. Like she had been a special needs teacher forever. Like she was a very loving mom and devoted teacher. Like why would she lie? And then it's like this person looking for government assistance. Mm-hmm. I understand that, but she's still just a young mom who loves her kids. Like that's I completely agree. I get it from the people on the outside that they. But at some point, you have to be like, okay, they're not going to go through this whole. My big thing was like, I didn't understand why like they didn't lay off a little bit whenever the third kid came out. You would think that that would majorly help her. Like you are watching me give birth. Watching that, I was like, oh, perfect. No. And the doctor was even interviewed and it was like, you know, at birth, because if you think about when you, when you give birth, the baby comes out, they clean them up and they start doing like the footprints and like the identifiers and stuff. And he goes, you know, previously those, that, that piece of technology was accredited and used in court cases, but now we have this new technology DNA. And so like the old way of doing things are no longer as accepted. Right. Like they don't take that as like law right. you know what i mean right so when that third kid was born did they even let her like sign the birth certificate and stuff like if that investigation's going on i mean they have to unless they prove otherwise right they like, didn't say they didn't say anything about the birth certificate that would scare me going into that birth mm-hmm. is that it, that it didn't match if they'd be like no you can't sign that birth certificate and immediately take that kid mm-hmm. like that's like yeah oh can you imagine like a birth of a child is supposed to be like you know happy and and she even went to sit on to say that like you know the first few weeks when you have a newborn it's supposed to be that that bonding time it's just relax it's just like she said friendly. i didn't have that no she's like because again i thought my kids were gonna get taken away well um although the court officer had witnessed the birth and the dna told a different evidence she did risk losing her baby but that is when lydia's lawyer mr tidwell had made the discovery about karen's Okay, okay, hold on. Question. So she goes to court. She's still pregnant. Hey, I'm doing it anytime. What comes of that court day? Nothing? Because she didn't have a lawyer at that point. She didn't. And so apparently, again, as I was reading this and following the documentary, I'm like, okay, somebody had to pick this up. Right. Because she went into that first court date and was, again, representing herself. She said that, like, I had to represent myself. Mm -hmm. I was very scared. Do any time. Do any time. And at some point, she would get a lawyer. Okay, so then that finally so decided nothing to probably take happened them. then at court. No, and then they have the baby. They have a court appointed, court appointed person there, and then yeah. So she didn't even state that they had a court appointed because I thought, I thought that you know, you had to have no, a no, court no, no, appointed. no, like somebody who was doing the DNA, like somebody oh, yes, from yes. the legal. Yes, yes, there was somebody appointed. To go in and to do all that there, lab testing yeah. stuff. Well, again, can you imagine if you're like, hey, um. Your job today is to go watch this. You're a legal person, right? Mm-hmm. Do you, your job is to go watch her give birth, make sure it actually comes out of her, and then test that baby. What a weird day at work. I would feel like how we, that is not, that's got to not be your typical day. Like, mm-hmm. hey, go watch her give birth. Make sure that comes out of the birth canal of that lady mm-hmm. and then test that baby. I need to go back and I, um, I really need to go back and kind of look at yeah, when this lawyer kind of came into play because this lawyer really did kind of save the day Yeah, because he's the one that made the discovery about Karen's case and said, okay, we got three kids that are not matching up. They're very adamant that um, all three of these kids are theirs. We've got family saying it. We've got the partner saying it. We got mom saying it. Yeah. At some point you got to be like, why aren't they breaking? Like, why are they putting themselves through, like, Nobody else years? is coming forward and saying, no, those are my kids. You know what I mean? Like, at some point, you're like, 
give up. You right. know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like only a mother to me, it's like only a mother's love would be like, no, 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 These no, no, are no, my no. kids. Yeah. At some point you're like, hi, you caught me. The legal fees are far outweighing the assistance that you would have received at and this point. You know what I mean? Emotional stress. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, are you going to go through that much to stay out of trouble? I mean, to just, yeah. CYA at this point? Like, no. I don't know. I'd crack under pressure. If I lied and somebody caught me like that, I'd be like, oh, okay. I'm saying like only, you're only going to fight for that because that's your kid. Right. Surely. So, if you remember back in Karen's story, um, they did DNA tests on like her sibling, Karen's siblings right, and the her family. parents. Right. right. Well, they went and they did the same thing with Lydia's family and found that her mom was a match on her kids. Okay. So, that was so a big like, indicator. That's, okay, that's a win. That's a win. And so, again, just like Karen's, they moved a step forward and decided to test her organs. Okay. And through her cervical tissue, they were able to find that Lydia was the mother of all three of her kids. Thank God. Thank you, Justice System. Not as easy because in Karen's case, she already had surgery. Like, that stuff was already on tap Mm -hmm. or whatever. But as Karen's... Karen's case, it took like years in the making to collect all this data yeah. and understand it. Luckily, because Lydia had that case, once they made this discovery and they started looking into chimerism, they knew what to do to prove that Lydia was a chimera. Right. The, the, you know the exact steps to take, like boom, boom, boom. Right. Now, one thing that Karen kind of brought up in the documentary that I thought was kind of interesting was think about how heavily the justice system relies on DNA. Yeah. For crimes. And that's all pretty recent. I wonder when the first use of DNA in court was because before that, that's like you look at like the Stephen Avery case. Like mm. before they had DNA and he was wrongly accused of rape uh, based on just like circumstantial stuff. And then they came back and used DNA to prove that he was innocent. Mm-hmm. But he sat for 20 years before DNA was introduced. So I'm like, I wonder how, early, I just, I wonder mm-hmm. how early DNA. Well, all this started back in like 2002. But again, if you think about it, like crimes, like a crime scene, you take DNA swabs. If somebody is a chimera and they think, okay, we think it's this person and then we go and swab them. Right. And their DNA does not match the crime scene. And we're saying that that's, that's like, and it's, DNA it's, doesn't lie. The DNA doesn't lie. They say it all the time. I'm like, Judge Judy stuff. The DNA doesn't lie. I also thought about Maury. You yeah. are not the father. And what that, if he's a chimera? That's what I'm saying. These people exist. I mean, it's very rare. Right. That Okay, I say that. That we know of. I kind of think about other things, too. Like, and maybe I'm going way too far out. Yeah. Right? But, like, I try to think of, like, something very simple, like dyslexia. Right. Right? Like, mm-hmm. Didn't know a whole lot about. I, I feel like from the time I started teaching to now, we know more and more and more and more. Right. And it's like a larger population of kids are getting identified because we know so much. And getting extra help, yeah. You know, and it's not like a disability. You're either dyslexic or you're not. What if there are actually a whole lot more chimeras than we realize? Mm-hmm. But there's no there's no outward indicators, and there's no reason to get tested. Exactly because. Unless you have unless there's a, a big reason. Unless you have the pigmentation something, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, visibility of the pigmentation, or you are born as a hermaphrodite, mm-hmm. they're not gonna Right. How would you know that you fuse together? No one I mean, you know, you don't see that happening in there. No, yeah, it's like you wouldn't know you were a chimera probably unless like your boys needed an organ or something. God, right. God forbid. Right. 
You just try to tell me they're not mine. I dare you. <laughs> I'm so I'm saying. But Jackson Ray Bryant looks like you, acts like you, and somebody's like, no, that's not your kid. Jackson would stand up and be like, I'm bet. literally her, but you know? Yeah. Those babies came out of my body still attached, laid in my chest. It's mine. Never left my sight. Been attached to me ever since. Yeah. Sometimes it's just <laughs> I just, it's just, it's mind blowing. It just, again, it just makes you think like, again, how heavily the justice system relies on it. Which by the way, 1986 was the first time it was used in court. 1986. That's, it seems like not that long ago. It's actually like almost 40 years ago, Mm -hmm. but so about 40 years only that it's been around. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of time before that, that they, you know, they rely on it so heavily and it's only been around for 40 years. For 40 years. And you have to think about like how basic, how basic, like how, how, you know. Yeah, they, like they we, had basic DNA testing. You know, because it's like technology improves, 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 improves. So it's like. Rapidly. How accurate was it? You know what right. I mean? Like, I just have so yeah. many questions about that, that process. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like, there's, when it comes to stuff like this, there's no room for error, dude. This is somebody's life. That's somebody's kids. Like she's lucky it only took like two years Lydia instead of like yeah, what, what if they had t- they they could have taken her kids hey you're not a match this you're not their mother I'm just saying it would not be right they could have taken her kids mm-hmm. it could have taken five six years can you imagine missing five to six years of Ada's life when she's three to four when she's this age right now five to six years down mm-hmm. the road because of a mm-hmm. medical anomaly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they were I mean like I said the they jamie her partner and that was like oh i knew they were gonna get taken they had talked about like setting up a, a how could they, they take them s- from him he was a match i mean i know i know mm-hmm. there was a worry about taking from her but legally they can't take from him those are his kids mm-hmm. and then he could let him you know what i mean like it didn't i didn't do as much research on the dad and yeah. in the documentary the dad whatever for whatever reason i don't know but he said Oh, I think it was because if I had a guess, yeah, he was a part of the fraud, right? Like he's complacent in the fraud right. scheme. So because he's par- a participant in that it, they would just take the kids. That they would just take the kids. Makes sense, I guess. Because they would get, because then he would have like direct. He could have direct contact with the. I mean, yeah, if, if it were him, I'm sure he would have been like, uh, yeah, you're still going to see your kids, right? Because he doesn't sound like a jerk. At least he was on her side too. Well, like, I mean, can you imagine if you were going through like a nasty divorce and he was like, oh, it says they're not yours cut off you know what i mean like if he was a narcissistic jerk mm-hmm. for lack of a better he could have said oh well they're not yours and i'm wanting to get rid of you anyway i'm gonna take the kids and get your custody cut off he you would know have I mean? to be a real big jerk though because it's like i know some big jerks i would have to look at ada's dad and be like you were there you were there you know this isn't right who else had the baby and she did she even brought um lydia i mean just to go back on it she brought in pictures she's like this is me with the baby like she brought in picture evidence right i've been raising these kids that came out of my body look at this timeline i've built for you everybody who's um gonna have a baby please film it have somebody film it, even if it's just on a on iphone look look at this baby coming out of her (laughs) but yeah she brought in pictures she brought in as much evidence as she possibly could but again the legal system was like, DNA doesn't lie. Science doesn't lie. It's not a perfect system. It's not a perfect system. Now, interesting for both Lydia and Karen's moms to find out that they were supposed to have twins and that they fused together. That is interesting. That would be interesting to me if it were like... I don't know 
almost be like if I had Noah, I would find out when Noah was an adult that he was supposed to be a twin, but that they merged. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's just a very interesting thing. It is. Thing. It is. And, and too, like if you if you had, I don't. Ah, uh, well, I don't know. How early can you find out you have twins? It would be immediate, like because. Um, oh no! But like in the doctor's office, can you find out you have twins and then be like, oh sorry, you don't have twins anymore. I'm sure that the fusing would have happened before even before like, you even so knew. you go in at like eight weeks. That's I think that's pretty much the standard mm-hmm. and you can see the sack. So, you know, it at, at eight weeks, if you've got two or you've got three, that's something else I should have looked at. Like how early do they fuse? I wonder. Well, now I really want to look into chimerism. Now I'm like fascinated. It's, it's an interesting thing for sure. Cause and especially again with Lydia's case, like the twin inside me, is that the documentary about Lydia? Yes. It's on YouTube. The twin inside me. It was very interesting. So if you want more information. So that's not even like. Because it goes more into like the medical side of it where I'm just like trying to hang right, on. Right, you're just like, trying to, yeah. Whoa. I mean, there's a lot. There's, I mean, and they've got different doctors on there that kind of explain it a little bit more. Again, I thought the most interesting part was the baby they had in there that had a lot of And they showed physical, pictures of the baby? Yes. I'm really interested to see that. They had lots of, um, you know, like. It showed, like, the physical attributes of it. Right. Because, again, easy. Easy to that's identify. A, that's a very quick, when it comes out and the parents are like, hey, what's something's up? different. You're still cute, but we got to yeah, figure, figure out what's going on. What's up, girl? But I'm just, I'm still just, I'm trying to process. I, but it's different, I'm thinking of the twins fusing, than, mm-hmm. like, you know, sometimes you've heard of, like, a twin, like, well, no, I mean, absorbing another, eating another, you know, it's yeah. not really eating, but is that kind of, it's the same thing, right? But sometimes they're farther along and then they come out and they've got like extra teeth in places it's not supposed to be in. Yes, they did talk about that. Like when they fuse, but not like completely, that's when you have like the Siamese twins. Where they're like connected Mm -hmm. and then they form completely. This one fused completely. See, okay, so maybe it did happen later. Maybe they didn't know that they were having twins and it did. I mean, it could be. Oh, now I want to know the timing. Mm -hmm. It did talk about like the Siamese twins on there. Because that's, yeah, I guess that would be like. They almost did, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't yeah. think I would want twins. It's just there's, it feels like there's so many more risks. But I think there are. I Even think, in I think, utero. like I think that that's a safe thing to say, yeah, because you're not just responsible for growing one baby. Just one, you've you got know, two. You've yeah. got two, and you know, are they in the same sack? Are they in different sacks? So one sack is identical, two sacks is fraternal. I want to say it. I read something about that where it talked about like the different sex. Because I know that I know that for sure. Like um, the boy's dad and his twin are fraternal. They had separate sex because he's a twin. Did you know that? No. Oh yeah. Uh, what are their names? They have rhyming names. Randall and Daniel. Randall Ray and Daniel J. Yes, but they but they're fraternal. Like they look completely different. Really. So like Randall is tall, dark hair, brown eyes. His brother is shorter, bald. But lighter hair, really? like facial hair, and blue eyes. Like, totally different. Huh. But they're fraternal. They had two separate sacks. It's like having two separate kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, you know. Hmm. But then identical share one sack. So, it are ident- I wonder if identical twins are more likely to fuse together because they're in one sack. That makes sense. You know? That makes sense. I have, I, I have so I, many questions now. And uh, I... So, I'm shook. I'm sure, sorry that my knowledge has, has you, stopped. No, you kicked it. 
kicked it out of the park. It's like a dodgeball game. You hit it out of the park. I kicked it out of there. <laughs> I gave you more questions. Some doctor's watching this thing and like, wow, she really butchered that. That is not. No, 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 no. <laughs> you did a great job. I just. I'm here for you, Lydia. Because that's. This was a fantastic true crime case. Okay, Lydia, Natalia, we have we have set Who's the next? bar high for for our last two weeks. A chimera is an organism that originates upon the fusion of two or more zygotes. In contrast, I'm gonna stop. <laughs> this is like a play of the word. Whoa! This is on a second grade teak. <laughs> it is not. I've been watching Grey's Anatomy, but this seems above my um, more than is, Appies and Coley's. Who who, uh, who writes uh, Shonda Rhimes? Shonda Rhimes. Chimerism. Chimerism. Please explore. Please have a chimera on the next on the next season. Wouldn't that be cool? Oh my gosh! I've literally I have to go like research because I mean this really is interesting. You know, it's it's a devastating thing that she had to go through, but now at least when she goes in to write on her medical papers, like I'm a chimera, you know. Ooh, I gotta chill. You know, yeah. I mean, like you gotta say that. It is very lucky, I will say. I wonder, okay. The order in which these three cases happened. The baby first for Karen to go off of. No sense of urgency as much mm-hmm. for Karen. Mm-hmm. But what if it had been Lydia first? I mean, what if they didn't have Karen's case mm-hmm. and she never found it out? I, that would have been. Because again, it's, at the time of this uh, documentary, when they were discussing it, only 40 cases known worldwide. And I would assume that they probably had outward appearances, like a reason to suspect. Like the baby. Yeah. Because looking at Lydia and Karen, no outward. There could be chimeras walking around That's all around saying. us. That's what I'm you saying. That's what I'm saying. You could be a chimera. You could be a chimera. Okay, I do have, not to circle back to make it about me. I don't I have do any have skin some issues. crazy pigmentation issues, but they've only surfaced within the last, like, two years. I think you've got other issues, bro. Yeah. No, it's, I'm positive it's vitiligo. Zach told me I'm a hypochondriac. I'm positive. What is that? Vitiligo is kind of like what Michael Jackson had. Okay. Loss of pigmentation in certain areas. So I have started losing pigmentation on my neck, which I talked to Natalie today. That's kind of personal information. Sorry, Natalie. But she said her son Talon is losing pigmentation on his neck and it gets worse. Like, mm-hmm. so the more you go in the sun, so you, like these areas have tanned, mm-hmm. my neck won't, this area right here, it will not. Like, I guess it's because like, I notice it in the summer because we're always out sunbathing. But what, when I'm you, completely pasty all over, you wouldn't know because just say pasty. I just the whole thing is pasty. When I start tanning, it's very obvious that certain areas do not burn; they do not tan. Just self tanner tan it. I don't know. The other night, I ended up taking a shower really quickly, and so I didn't get to see the effects of that. So you didn't. But I didn't let it. You didn't let it set after I rubbed you down. You and I can talk after the the (laughs) podcast. (laughs) This is like a bestie off camera conversation. Oh my gosh! Um, I rubbed your back. (laughs) You're gonna have to re rub my back. (laughs) Um. My face is already sunburned, or else you can tell it's getting really red. But I don't think it will take. And here's why is because there's no pigmentation. Doesn't self-tanner latch onto your pigmentation? I don't know how it works. We're leaving ourselves with more questions here. I just put it on. Just go. Because, like, do you see, like, my spots? Like, look right here. Yeah. There's no, like, it won't burn. You're like a lady leopard. It will. I was already a tiger because of my stretch marks, and now I'm a leopard because of my pigmentation issues. Ah, uh, come on. It doesn't do, I mean, it's not painful. It doesn't do anything to me. It just, there's just no pigment there. And it, I mean, there's going to be more and more. Like, eventually, what causes I would vitiligo? just be a pasty. I don't know. What causes vitiligo? 
I got so many tabs open. I'm over here looking like Karen Cooper. Karen Cooper, do you listen to us? Probably not. Okay, okay, because I'm going into random um, accents that I'm terrible at. All you girl what listeners, I should have you know that we are now in four different countries. So besides the United States, we've been heard in Canada, Colombia, and the United Kingdom. So if you're listening, thank you. We love you. And every time we get a new country, I freak out on Casey and I'm like, look, we're international. What causes vitiligo? What? Oh, is it something bad? It's an autoimmune disease. So it's, it's, it's my innards reflecting on my outards? The type of disease develops when your immune system attacks parts of your own body. So your s- your immune system is attacking your I can't say no. Mela melocyte something that's about your skin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah your yeah, pigmentation. Yeah. So I probably need to see a doctor about it. Oh uh, yeah. 100%. Oh, because I've met a lot of people that are like, "Yeah, I have that too." It just spreads. I don't think it's a I mean, is it a big is it is it a big deal? I'm I mean, gonna, am I going to die? Um, relatively soon what can you go away nothing <laughs> what can you go away what oh no nothing fixes away? it nothing. no no it's not curable i know that is it caused by stress probably stress effect, uh, to understand it makes it worse this is an article i'm gonna have to read to diagnose you okay well ma'am you see zach i'm not a hypochondriac i'm just i'm spotted which is fine i mean whatever what is that thing? The There's only like a- thing that, that, that is weird about it is that, you know, when I get really, really hot, the spots that don't have pigmentation get really dry and itchy. Your neck gets inflamed. Inflamed, and it, like, kind of burns. But that's the only time is when I'm, like, super overheated. Mm. Somebody, somebody, somebody out there, if you know what's going on with me, Please save me some money, and I don't have to go Please to a doctor. DM. Slide into our DMs to Bilago us. Okay, I want to do one quick thing with you before we go. Why? Because I saw this this week. Somebody do this, and I just... Oh, you're going to make me do something silly? Yeah. Okay, you ready? We're going to play word association game? Ah. This is my favorite it's thing. It's like I did with the football things. The no, football well, I mean, you had to guess. No, this is word association, so I'm going to say a word. You're going to say the first thing that comes to your mind. Are you ready? It's just funny. I just... It's how your brain works. We just did a, we just did a case, and now you want to do this? Yeah, well, I mean, we, we're, like, really high intense on chi- oh, chimerism. chimerism, so we're going to end on, like, a funny note, because we're funny, and we, funny is kind of our niche. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to say a word, you say the first word that do comes I to your mind. Do I have to come up with words for you as well, or are you just going to do me? I'll just do you, unless you want to. Okay. Okay, okay you ready? It's just random words. The first word that comes to your mind. Doesn't have to make sense. Okay, you ready? I. Me. <laughs> okay. Sweater. Ball. <laughs> Um, pink, blue, plant, sun, Alyssa, Casey. <laughs> That's the cutest thing ever. Um, dog, cat. You're so quick. I played this with the boys and they were terrible at it. I'm just literally okay, just firing okay. off. Comfortable, uncomfortable. <laughs> Smile, frown, door, ball, pig, cat, <laughs> pig, cat. I'm thinking of animals. Okay, it's okay. the ball thing that okay. got me. I'm just like, am I in trouble with my brain? Makeup. Kit. Lips. Stick. Lipstick. Um, okay, let's do you. Ready? Okay. Pillow. Talk. <laughs> Bonnie. May. I, it's my parents' Bonnie, I'm sorry. Unicorn. Rainbow. Plant. Based. Based? <laughs> Plant-based? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> Well, so like you base like a turkey, like <laughs> no. baste it, okay? Like a plant based to something, you know. Toilet paper, 
crap. <laughs> Flip flop. Dong. Oh yeah, because they call them. That's what my grandma still calls them. Bluey. They're like, oh, blue, don't forget your thongs. So it's a British thing. That's Australian. I don't, I don't have a kid that watches Bluey. Sorry. My gosh. The boys watch Bluey at my house. Well, yeah. With if if there's a kid, their sister watches Bluey. If there's a kid around, but we I do not sit around in our house and watch Bluey. Sometimes when Ada leaves and Bluey's still on, I'll just leave it playing. I like Bluey. I, that was Daniel Tiger for me when the boys were oh, little. Oh, I love Bluey. Love me some Daniel Tiger. But he's okay. Ada watches sometimes, but Bluey. Okay, I get it. The pan- I would like to be Chili Dog. Be a peeler. Chili, ch- they call her Chili. Chili Dog. Chili Dog Healer. Because it's like a Cholula. Ch- Cholula. Okay. Well, thank you for watching. Thank you for tuning in if you're still listening, if we haven't lost you at this point. <laughs> Vitilago, chimerism, word association. We'll see you later. Bye.